Boy, oh boy, oh boy, do we have a lot to cover today. Lots of Vanderpump news that we have to break down because apparently Raquel is not filming in Lake Tahoe, but the rest of the cast is filming and they seem to be on good terms with Sandoval. And Raquel has now lost her dog to James Kennedy, but she didn't give the dog to James Kennedy. She put him in a shelter. And then on top of all of the Vanderpump stuff, we have all of the Erica Jane stuff in the earrings because she's won her appeal. And of course, Ronald Richards is spinning out and I can't wait to put the clown in his place so without further ado let's get it you're listening to hashtag no filter with Zach Peter that's me your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. You're one of my favorite interviewers. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And that's your chronic state. That's 24-7. Zach, that is really funny. From the latest news on The Real Housewives, deep dives into celebrity legal scandals, and unfiltered convos with your favorite stars, I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. Boom, and dive in, we shout. Should we start with Vanderpump, or should we start with Erica Jane? Um, Let's start with Vanderpump. So all of the cast is currently filming in Lake Tahoe right now, right? Everybody's out there living their best life, supporting Lisa Vanderpump because she has her new spot that's going to be opening up down there. So, great. Ariana and Katie are not in Lake Tahoe with the rest of the cast. They decided to stay back. It looks like they're trying to hire a chef or something about her. So Sheena's in Lake Tahoe, Lala's in Lake Tahoe, Brock is in Lake Tahoe, Schwartz's in Lake Tahoe, James and Allie are in Lake Tahoe, and so is Sandoval. Now, the interesting thing is we're seeing Sandoval filming with, or not filming, but we're seeing him hanging around everybody, right? And so there was a photo that came out that has everybody all up in arms because they're like, oh my God, what's going on with Sandoval? Is he actually like back in good graces? Has the group forgiven him? Because there's this photo here. I'm going to show you. Let me pull up the photo for you. That way you guys can actually see it for yourselves. It's in the the thumbnail of this video for YouTube because we are streaming on YouTube and we're streaming this live for the everybody on the internet, right? Um... So if you're listening to us on the podcast, you're getting a rebroadcast from our Thursday Night Live. So in the photo, we see Brock, we see Sandoval, we see Sheena, we see Allie, we see this girl in a pink dress, we see Schwartzy, we see um, Lala, and then we see James Kennedy, right? And James Kennedy has the dog Graham. We'll get to the dog Graham in a second, right? And people are upset because they're like, oh my God, look, Sheena has her arm wrapped around Sandoval, which means she and Sandoval are now good. They're in a better place. Are they, though? Because Sheena's now coming out and she's like, listen, guys, I am on a show. It's called Vanderpump Rules. We have to film together because we're both cast on this show, but we are both here to support Lisa Vanderpump and Lisa's new store, uh, new, not store opening, her new um, restaurant opening. So Sheena's like, it's not that big of a deal. Lala came out and she's like, you know, don't come for Sheena or you're going to get popped, right? So they seem to like... be very clear that they're not good with Sandoval, even though it kind of does look like they are kind of good with Sandoval. And here's like, my thing is, cause she is like, Oh my God, like everybody's so dramatic. And she like kind of was popping off on Instagram. And I get it. Some of the people were coming really hard for Sheena and like getting mad at her for forgiving Sandoval. But she's like, listen, this is my job. I'm doing my job filming with somebody that I wouldn't film with had I not been, you know, on this show with him. Right. Which fair valid. Cool. But at the same time, it's like, you also can't really get too mad at the audience because like, we're interested. We're invested. You know, the reason you guys are getting these big, big 
brand deals right now is because we're so invested in the scandal of it all. So we're naturally going to have questions. We're naturally going to pry into things. We're naturally going to read into things because that's how we got into the situation in the first place. We weren't reading too much into the Tom and Raquel of it all. And now everybody wants to be a detective and read into every little thing. That's why everyone's analyzing Kyle's tattoos and the rings and all of that stuff. Right. So, you know. I turned off Up and Adam for him. Hi, guys. Oh, hi. Well, thank you for joining. I'm literally always live at this time, right? Well, 530. I bumped it up a half hour because I'm going speed dating after this. I've officially decided back on into it um, at a lunch date, and now I'm going speed dating. So I'm like, let's just get it out. I'm not looking for, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm, ta- I'm taking it easy and enjoying life. But anyway, so... Those are the ones that are filming with Lisa. Like I said, Ariana and Katie chose not to go, probably because they decided to commit themselves to some something about her stuff. That way, Ariana doesn't have to film with Tom Sandoval. Um, so there's that piece of it. James Kennedy was also seen with Graham. Oh, my God. Look at Nicole Keegan. Thank you, Nicole Keegan, for the super stickers, my love. Look at you killing it. It was so sweet. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so James Kennedy was spotted with Graham, which is the dog that he used to share with Rocky, Rocky Bang Bang, Raquel, right? Raquel was also spotted, or she's not Raquel anymore. Now she's Rachel because she's dropping Raquel for good. And now she wants to only be referred to as Rachel as if, whatever. We're not even going to go there. Rachel is dogless because she's obviously staying with her family still. She's not in Lake Tahoe, so it doesn't look like she's going to end up coming on this trip after all. However, Everyone's like, well, how did James Kennedy end up with Graham? Because he's like, oh, my God, I'm so excited to be reunited with my best friend. Apparently, Raquel or whoever was looking over Graham decided to send Graham to a shelter for behavioral problems. They're like, we don't want the dog anymore. He's out of hand, which is probably because since he was a puppy, he wasn't properly trained. So he had a lot of bad habits. And actually, we had that confirmed when Ariana was on Call Her Daddy. And she said, like, oh, my God, I was so good to Raquel's dog. And that dog was so bad because that dog was not trained. That dog was just a hot mess express, right? So we have that confirmed that the dog was not well behaved and so rather than properly training the dog they decided to send the dog to a shelter i guess the dog was chipped so lisa vanderpump and vanderpump dogs found out about it and they were able to help rescue the dog and and give the dog back to james kennedy why we didn't give the dog to james kennedy in the beginning like that's weird right like wouldn't you think hey let me give if i can't take this dog on on anymore because granted she was in a mental care facility for two months so we'll give her a little bit of grace for that but if you aren't able to take care of the dog shouldn't you give the dog to somebody else somebody trusted wouldn't that be the first option and wouldn't the first person you would think to give it to is the one that actually knows the dog and has spent time with the dog and loves the dog like james kennedy so And knowing James, he'll probably get the dog the proper training that he needs. It's not the dog's fault. It's the trainer's fault. It's the owner's fault. Sorry, not the trainer. The owner's fault. So did Raquel put Graham in a kill shelter? I don't know what type of shelter because we all know with Puppygate on Vanderpump Rule or on Puppygate on Beverly Hills with Dorit and the kill shelter. And she's like, it wasn't a kill shelter. Whatever. I don't know exactly what the need. Here's the thing. All shelters couldn't all shelters technically be considered kill shelters because if they keep the pet for too long, don't they eventually euthanize them? Which is unfortunate, but that's just a reality of a shelter, right? They aren't able to house all of these pets, which is why it's so important that we go out and we adopt them. That said, Graham is safely in back in um, James Kennedy's care. Raquel spotted. She was wearing like a hat about making good choices. I 
whatever. Like, I, I don't know. I, at this point, I really don't know if she's even going to come back to Vanderpump Rules. I don't think any of the cast has any interest. I don't think, I think producers at this point are getting tired of it and they're just kind of like, whatever. Thank you, Jen Johnson, for the super sticker. Woo, woo, look at Jen Johnson dropping that super sticker. Put some respect on my check. Hi, Romy. Hi, guys. Hi, 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 hi. Uh, Rachel should be ashamed of dumping her dog. I agree. Like, here's the thing. Give the dog to somebody that you know that can take care of it. Put the dog up for adoption. Find somebody to temporarily house the dog. Now, it's unclear if Raquel did this herself or if somebody who was taking care of the dog did it on her behalf. Maybe her family did it on her behalf. Regardless, the dog shouldn't have been dropped off at a kill shelter or at any shelter. For Dorit's Vanderpump Dogs adoption, we know the dogs are chipped and returned to Vanderpump Dogs. Raquel is a violation of her adoption contract. She knew the dog would be returned eventually. Yeah, I agree. It is a violation, though. And just like, what an annoyance, right? You have to put the dog through the drama of having to go into a shelter where he doesn't know anybody and then get, you know, after losing his owner. Like, it's just, it's a mess, right? But anyway... Dogs are so are also vulnerable to toxic environments and pick up on people's energy. Graham was probably like, I don't want to be here. Where is James? I mean, it was probably neglect, right? Like Raquel liked, because a lot of people, I think, take in dogs because it's cute and it's fun. Listen, now that I have a puppy, a five-month-old, hi, baby shark. Now that I have him, like, I get it a lot more. And it, it's very different, you know? And I can see how very easily people can kind of just dump their dogs or just kind of have them but not really pay attention to them or give them the attention that they need. Um, yeah, but good thing is Graham is back with James Kennedy and that's all good. So that's the update on Vanderpump Rules. Raquel has been spotted. She's not filming. The cast is in Lake Tahoe. Not all of them because Katie and Ariana are back in um, West Hollywood. Sheena and Lala have made it clear that they have not yet forgiven Sandoval, even though he has been spotted around with them quite a bit. So they are around him, but it doesn't look like they fully embraced him again. Um, So, yeah, they're there to support Lisa and James has his dog and Raquel is still a monster. Sorry, Rachel. Rachel. So she never knew he had a puncture wound on his neck, so I'm not really surprised. Yeah. I mean, listen, it it is what it is. The important thing is that, you know, the dog is now in a better place. Uh, not in like a dead place, but like in a better care. I think people need to stop bullying Rachel. She's trying to get better. Throwing daggers at her is getting nowhere. Just back off already. Stop bullying Rachel. Listen, she made a choice to dump her dog off at a shelter. My job is to comment on these things. I have feelings about them. There it is. Period. End of story. So let's move on to the Erica and the um, charity. Are you kidding? She just abandoned her. That's kind of my thing. Is it's like, I don't think we're really bullying her. We're commenting on the fact that she dumped her dog at a shelter. Um, again, that said... Shall we talk about Erica Jane and the earrings? Because Ronald Richards is spinning and there is nothing I love more than Ronald Richards having a tantrum, um, especially when I happen to be at the helm of it. So Erica Jane posted on her Instagram, uh, her Instagram account, her Instagram feed, a post that I put up on my, what is it, is it Instagram threads? Or are we just calling it threads? I don't know. It's the meta version of Twitter, right? I posted that, the court had ruled in favor of Erica um, in her appeal for the earrings. Remember at the last reunion, she's like, we're on appeal for legal reasons. Well, she was on appeal for legal reasons for the earrings, right? Even though the earrings, she did have them, she relinquished them and they were, they've been in a safety deposit box. And she was on appeal to see if she could keep the earrings. The trustee decided to move forward. Don't forget to give Zach a like. That's right, Kelly. Give me a like. 
Um, if you're watching this content, you're enjoying it. And I have the court documents, so we will go through all of the court documents. That said, um, culture, society, on every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. The ear, the trustee decided to move forward with, with auctioning off the earrings, right? Ronald Richards then came in, purchased the earrings at a discount, right? Bought the earrings for his wife, Lauren. Lauren then when posted photos on Instagram. She's like, look, I got the earrings. Basically making a mockery of the entire case and being disrespectful to the victims, right? Because everyone wants to talk about the victims. I don't think, you know, buying the earrings and doing nothing to support the cause other than flaunting the earrings that you bought when you're trying to make it seem like you're fighting for the victims. Again, silly, whatever. I think the two of them are a total farce. That's why I call him Ronald McDonald and his knockoff wife. So... Now it's come out that in May it was ruled, and surprised we didn't hear about this, but it's because the press only likes to report on things when it's actually not in favor of Erica. But it was ruled by the appellate court that Erica was entitled to those earrings, that, or at least that the trustee should not have auctioned off those earrings because the trustee didn't prove that they were able to liquidate those earrings because in order to prove that they were able to liquidate those earrings, they had to prove that the earrings were property of Girardi Keys. Now, that being said, it does appear that, so Ronald Richards is, because I reported on this, I was basically it's a win for Erica because it says that the earrings are technically hers, which they are because the trustee was unable to show proof that the earrings belong to Girardi Keese, right? Because they were taking the earrings, they wanted to liquidate them, put that money into the estate and use that money to pay off Girardi Keese's creditors and debtors, right? So they were not able to, do that because they couldn't show the courts that those earrings actually belonged to Girardi Keys. Technically, the ear since the earrings were used or since the earrings were purchased with money used from a client trust account, that money was not technically entitled to Girardi Keys. But this is where it's going to get messy. Um, but that money wasn't technically entitled to Girardi Keys, so Girardi Keys wasn't able to prove unless they had some sort of forensic accounting of the books that proved this. They weren't able to prove that the money that was used to purchase the earrings was their money to begin with. Okay. So technically, the clients, even though there are multiple clients that received that settlement money, technically they could try to fight for the earrings by saying, hey, that money was our money. We want those earrings or we want the liquidation of those earrings because we're entitled to that money. That is a possibility, but there are multiple clients. And I think at this point, they're just kind of like, we're done with it. The argument that Girardi Keys was trying to make as well is that. When you get a settlement, and I tried to explain this on YouTube the other day, we're going to use very simple terms here, right? When you get a settlement and you get $100 in your settlement, the 
attorney, the law firm, whatever, is entitled to a percentage of that settlement, right? So let's say it's typically it's 30 to 40%. In this case, let's just give them the higher end and say they were entitled to 40% of that settlement. So if the settlement was for $100 and they're entitled to, which is what the client signs off on when they agree to get represented because it's a contingency case and on a contingency case, you don't pay anything up front, but they do take a portion of whatever the settlement money is, right? Most clients on a contingency case are happy to do that because they're like, if I don't have to pay you up front you and you get me a big payday, then fine, I'll take whatever I can get. So of that $100, they take $40 because that's their percentage, right? That's their fee. On top of their fee, they also get to deduct costs. Costs can be anything that was used, whether it's a filing fee or, again, very simple, basic terms, not specific, but just very generalized stuff, right? Let's say they had a specific pen that they used in the case they wanted to write off. That's a cost, right? We had to use a very specific pen on this case, so that pen is going to be written off for $2 in the expenses. Again, speaking with hyperbole, generalizing things here, using hypotheticals. So basically, they take their 40%, so they have $40, and let's say they have $10 in fees, right, or $10 in costs. So what they wrote the earrings off are on are costs. So they took, they're technically entitled to their percentage, and then they have all these miscellaneous costs. I believe on the books, they wrote off that the earrings as a purchase were costs. So not technically the percentage that the 40% that they're entitled to. I believe that's what Erica's attorney was trying to argue is that, well, it is possible that that percentage, that percentage was a cost. Uh Uh-oh, hold on. There's a little interruption in the feed here. What is going on? Okay. So it is possible that the, um, it is possible that the costs is what covered the earrings, which I think is weird because obviously an earring purchase for $750,000 is not necessarily a cost for a diabetes medication case. But they, anyway, it's all murky. Long story short, the trustee never had the authorization from the courts to liquidate the earrings to use them to pay off any of Girardi Keese's debts. So therefore, the court ruled that the earrings were in possession of Erica Girardi. So therefore, the, er- the earrings belong to Erica Girardi. Essentially, Ronald Richards has come out and he, him and his wife are like, we, we bought the earrings. We don't have to give them back. That's not accurate when it's like, okay, nobody said you had to give the earrings back. They just said that the, the sale of those earrings was improper. The trustee was not allowed to do that. So it's now the trustee's responsibility to clean up that mess. So whether it is getting the earrings back, which is highly unlikely, I don't think they can get the earrings back because the earrings were technically sold and purchased, right? So the per the person that purchased them, Ronald Richards and his, you know, knockoff wife, they they own those earrings. Those are their earrings to keep. The trustee is the one that has to make this right. So it's possible that they could have to pay Erica. It depends on what, you know, move Erica's legal team wants to make here. Maybe it's even a bargaining chip to bring down whatever they're trying to settle with Erica to get Erica to pay them. That's possible that they can, you know, try to make it a wash, right? But it's possible within the realm of possibility that the trustee may have to pay Erica $750,000, which is what Tom Girardi originally paid for those earrings. They took those earrings from Erica. They weren't allowed to sell them. So it's possible that they have to give Erica the value of those earrings. Again, possible, right? Because Ronald Richards went and he gave his little exclusive interview to Page Six, which was so wild to me that Page Six even considered him like a credible source to use in their article because one, hello, conflict of interest. He's literally the person that purchased the earrings. So his 
expert opinion doesn't really hold as much weight. Um, in my opinion, I think you could probably get somebody like Emily D. Baker, which shout out to Emily D. Baker. She was the first person to report on this. Uh, I do have the court documents and I went through my, them myself, but Emily was the first person to report about the earrings and the um, appeal going through on her podcast and on her YouTube channel. So shout out and respect to Emily D. Baker. She would have been a great person for Page Six to interview and get some real expert opinions on, right? But instead... They decided to use Ronald Richards, which is still wild to me that people even take him as a credible source. Again, conflict of interest. This is the same man that like forced himself onto the case, convinced the trustee to hire him as special counsel to investigate Erica Girardi specifically. They hired him. He wasn't able to find anything. So then they fired him um, or they mutually parted ways. Right. And. He didn't find anything on Erica. But then he went and said he was going to buy the Girardi estate, didn't buy the Girardi estate, went and bought Erica's earrings. His wife is wearing them on Instagram. It's weird. It's very stalkery. It's creepy. It's very, very creepy. So I don't find him to be a credible source. And I was very disappointed that Page Six decided to use him as, you know, somebody that they're going to use to make their point. You'd rather beat up Erica rather than use a real credible expert, whatever. Um, but let me read you the actual um, summary judgment from the case, right? Girardi Keys versus Erica Girardi versus Elisa Miller, who's the Chapter 7 bankruptcy trustee, right? So we can go through this. Um, do we want to go through the, the background? Or do we want to just go straight to the judgment? I feel like we can we can really just skip all the way down to the end. That way you can see what the final judgment is. But it's interesting. So this was signed and decided on um, May 1st. I guess, well, let's see. It's 12 pages. I mean, I guess we can skim through some of this. Okay, so this appeal arises from the bankruptcy court's July 11th, 2022 order granting Chapter 7 trustee Elisa D. Miller's motion for the turnover of the appellant Erica Girardi's diamond earrings. For the reasons set forth below, the court reverses in part the bankruptcy court and remands the case for further proceedings consistent with this order, right? This is them saying they reverse the bankruptcy being able to move forward with the sale, uh, with taking the earrings and then going on to sell them. So back, do, do we need the background? I feel like we're pretty clear on the background. Legal standard, a bankruptcy court's conclusion of law are reviewed de novo, Factual findings are reviewed for clear error. Request for judicial notice. The trustee requests that the court take judicial notice of the bankruptcy docket for case number blah, 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 blah. And the case, got it, got it, got it. Standing, the trustee argues that the appellant lacks standing because the earrings were stolen and the appellant has no valid title to the earrings. Therefore, she is merely an involuntary trustee who holds the earrings in a constructive trust and does not have any standing to object the trustee's turnover motion. This is them fighting back on Erica. By arguing that the appellant does not have standing because she holds the earrings in a constructive trust, the trustee is preemptive, claiming a substantive victory and then claiming the victory destroys the appellant's standing. The court is satisfied that standing is not an issue. Appellant was the defendant below and did not initiate the suit. Standing is a doctrine that limits who can bring suit. It does not limit the party's ability to defend herself when sued. She also has standing to appeal the bankruptcy's order that is adverse to her interests. Um, okay, equitable mootness. Oh, mootness was something that they argued for a minute. 
um, statute of limitations. They try to fight for statute of limitations. Also, the underlying action appellant agrees that California courts look at the the gravamen of the action to determine what limitations period should apply. Got it, got it, got it. The court is not persuaded that the turnover claim should be recast as a fraudulent transfer claim. The trustee asserts that turnover claim pursuant to blah, blah, blah. That section of the bankruptcy code allows a bankruptcy trustee to recover all legal equitable interests of the debtor in property of the commencement of the case held by third parties. Right. Okay. The trustee did not request the the return of the property under blah, 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 the section of the bankruptcy code that invalidates fraudulent transfers. The situation here is not akin to a fraudulent transfer. Fraudulent transfers claim address strawman transactions that are done with intent to hinder, delay, or defraud creditors. The trustee makes no argument that the transfer here was done to avoid creditors. The trustee argues that the earrings are estate property and that good title never passed to appellant. The court is not persuaded that it should treat the claim as a fraudulent transfer claiming under section blah, 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 an import California transfer statute of repos. So basically they're saying that the trustee wasn't able to provide enough evidence that proved that it was an improper transfer to Erica Girardi because, again, the trustee has or Girardi Keys has no attachment to the actual money that was used to purchase the earrings. The money did not belong to Girardi Keys because it was from a trust account because they were mixing all the money together. So no statute of limit applies. Got it. Um, uh, Imputation of Girardi Keys' knowledge. Appellant maintains that regardless of what time constraint applies, the time to file the lawsuit has passed. Okay, meaning they can't file the lawsuit moving anymore because the time has passed. Um, it is true that the rights of a trustee are generally limited to the rights of the debtor. Thus, the trustee can only assert those causes of action possessed by the debtor and is subject to the same defenses as could have been asserted by the defendant had their action been instituted by the debtor. However, any knowledge Jordi Keys may have had of the 2007 misuse of funds, because remember this was from 2007, does not bar the current claim. Appellate does not show that she was prejudiced by any delay in bringing the claim. Further, a claim for a turnover of estate property does not exist until bankruptcy is filed. It would be odd to say that the trustee is barred from bringing action because Jordi Key should have brought the action in 2007 or shortly thereafter. The cause of action was not available until the bankruptcy was filed in December of 2020. Even at law, statute of limitations does not prevent a recovery where a misuse of funds went undiscovered for so long because it was perpetrated by principals, directors, or officers capable of hiding wrongdoing. Okay, hold on. Let's skip all the way to the very... Okay, here we go. The trustee has not met her burden to show that the earrings were a state property. As relevant here to support a cause of action for turnover, a trustee has the burden of proof by preponderance of the evidence to establish that the property is in the possession of a non-custodial third party and party constitutes property of the estate. So here they're saying that the trustee has failed to meet her burden to show that the earrings are a state property. The $750,000 used to purchase the earrings came from the RTA. This was an expense trust account that Girardi Keys managed for its Resolin clients. Money that Girardi Keys held in trust for the Resolin clients was not a state property. So because the money wasn't didn't belong to Girardi Keys and blah, blah, you get what I'm saying. 
I've said it t- 10 different times. Um, however, merely stating that the funds have been commingled does not make it so. So that was the argument that the trustee was making was, well, Girardi Keys was mixing all the money together. So technically, because the money was all mixed up together, that was part of the money that we're entitled to. And that's our property. And the court's like, well, you haven't proved that the money was commingled. Where's the evidence that shows? Again, this is why it's so important for a forensic accounting of the books to show where every single penny went. And then you have to link all the pennies together. So this is where Ronald Richards goes to page six. And he's like, well, technically, the trustee could do the forensic accounting of the books. And the trustee could provide evidence that proves all of this. If the trustee could have provided the evidence, we wouldn't be in this position. Period. End of story. The the bankruptcy court's order is reversed in part, and the matter is remanded for further proceedings in accordance with this order. It is so ordered. Erica won her appeal unless the trustee can provide further evidence that proves that the earrings belong to them. Long story short. Um... Ronald Richards is a creep in the extreme. I tried a case against him, and he was a bully, made unwelcome, come on advances, and clearly hates women. One of the most unpleasant lawyers I dealt with in 20 years. Wow, Chris, I'm sorry that you experienced that. That is awful. Um, Look at Zach pulling us together. I love that. I love that people disagree and come together. Um, So, yeah. There you go. That's the update on the earrings. Ronald Richards is trying to spin some, not a false narrative, but this is what he does, right? He puts these like these vague, like, well, this could happen. The trustee could magically find evidence that could prove that they belong to blah, 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 blah. So does Ronald Richards have to pay back the 200 or does he have to pay Erica any money? No. Do they have to turn over the earrings to Erica? No. The trustee sold them. The trustee's responsible for cleaning up the mess, whether they decide to repossess the earrings and refund Ronald Richards and then give the earrings back to Erica. It's a possibility, highly unlikely. Um, it's possible that they may have to pay Erica for the value of the earrings. It's possible that they may want to just pay her the two fifty that they sold for. She may want to fight for the $750,000 that was the original cost or value. If she's able to prove that they are now worth, worth more than that, then she can possibly fight for that from them because the earrings went up in value if they're able to prove, if she's able to prove that. What I think is the most likely thing to happen is that they will bargain, right? Because the Girardi Keys trustee is trying to get Erica to settle on money that they claim she owes them. So it's possible that Erica will be like, listen, you took my earrings. We'll use that as a bargaining chip that was worth X number of dollars. So you can pull that from the money that you claim that I owe you. I think that's going to be the most likely scenario is that they're going to use this to help settle the debt that Girardi Keese is trying to get from Erica. However, I think Erica's in really good standing. All of her lawsuits keep get, keep continue to get dismissed. Ronald Richards' investigation to Erica didn't really turn up anything new for us. And the earrings, you know, she won the appeal. So I feel like she may even have a really good chance of avoiding having to pay Girardi Keys anything. And the settlement that they were initially trying to negotiate, it's possible that that might not even be a thing that happens. So, yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, you guys are like fighting in the live chat. Zach Packers are the best people. Seriously, I love these lives. Yay, I'm so happy, Colleen. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hopefully I explained that well enough. Hopefully we understand it. I feel like I went around in circles a bit because I was trying to over-explain it, so hopefully it didn't get lost. I feel like it was fairly standard and fairly easy to understand until Ronald Richards and his wife, Ronald McDonald and his wife, decided that they wanted to 
make things a little more vague and confusing for people to deflect from the reality of them taking earrings that didn't belong to them and forcing forward an auction that the trustee had no business participating in. So yeah, that's where we're at, guys. Tis what it is. I was lost at earrings, honestly. <laughs> Long story short, Eric was right. Or at least she wasn't wrong. I don't know. It depends on how you look at it. But yeah, I think it's disgusting that she flaunted those like a weirdo. Ronald Richards' wife, it was gross. She's like, look at here are my ear, the earrings. Should I have Girardi removed from them? Creepy, gross, weird. Erica stirred her ground and she always was collateral damage in this whole thing. I'm glad that people are now finally starting to see it. The court said she's right. Well, the court said that she's not wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a win for her. Yes, it's a win for Erica um, because, yeah, the story is insane. It is insane. That was super weird. Yeah, the flaunting of the earrings was creepy and gross. And then even Lauren was like out there on Twitter, like tagging me and Erica and calling me names and stuff. And I'm just like, you guys are such a joke. You guys are so silly. And she's like, you should get a real lawyer that can explain to you how the law works. Like, sweetie, you should find a real husband. I'm going to stop myself there. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, um, guys, the new season of Queen of the Con is out now. So if you need something to listen to, Queen of the Con season four focuses all on Jen Shaw. Emily D. Baker's in it. Kate Casey is in it. Carlos King is in it. I'm in it. Very excited to be in that lineup. Um, the first two episodes are out. I'm in episode one and episode two. More episodes will be released weekly, so go and subscribe and listen to Queen of the Con, Season 4, Jen Shaw. It's called The Unreal Housewife, so it's a good one. So go check it out, support. I don't make anything off of it, but it's a good season, and I'm happy to be in it. So, yeah. Um, on another note, your hair looks amazing. Thank you, Dub. It's fresh. I got it fresh for New York because, guys, you know I'm coming to New York next week, July 26th. I'm going to be live at City Wine. The show's almost sold out, so get your tickets this weekend if you haven't gotten them yet. Get your tickets. We have Megan King who's going to be in the show. We have Emily Orozco from Access Hollywood that's going to be in the show. We have Tom Hamlet from the Dumpster Dive podcast that's hosting. I have the Brav Bros, Steel, and Shooter that are going to be in the show. So it's going to be a really, really fun show. Get your tickets now at nofilterlive.com. Go to nofilterlive.com to get your tickets. Okay? Get ready, Freddie. Um, and that said, I think that's all I got for you. I got mine. Yay! Jen Johnson is coming to New York. In New York. Concrete jungle where dreams are made of. There's nothing you can't do in New York. Okay. Oh, yes, I have glasses because I'm getting LASIK. I had my consultation today. Dr. Alexandra Shabil in Newport Beach. She's going to be hooking me up. She's going to be doing my LASIK. She's going to be fixing my eyes. I got my Invisalign down. I got my eyes fixed. I got a new apartment. I'm literally getting ready. I'm leveling up. This is my year of me, guys. 30 is my year of me. I can't wait to see you unfiltered for real. Oh, get ready, Jen. Well, there's no filter on this video. Um, all right, guys. I love you. I appreciate you. I will talk to you all very, very soon. Ciao for now. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. 
new episode coming out on Monday. Ryan Bailey's on the podcast next week, so get ready. All right, guys. Ciao for now. Love you, mean it. Bye.